as I began to study the Buddha's teachings, uh, one of the things that he said uh, that struck me very deeply was uh, one of the things he said about anger. Of course, he talked a lot about anger, about aversion, about aversion and desire. And what the Buddha said was that if we understood, truly understood, how precious life is, we wouldn't hold on to anger. We would let go of our quarrels. And I suppose as somebody who uh, struggled with anger a lot, uh, that really uh, had an impact on me. If we understood, truly understood how precious life is, we wouldn't hold on to our anger. We would let go of our quarrels. You know, we all have our quarrels. We have our quarrels with others. Some quarrels we have are, as the Buddha used to talk about experience, are blatant. Some are subtle. Think about that, we have these big quarrels with people, and then we have subtle ones from day to day. Uh, we have quarrels with others from the past, uh, beings in the present. We have our quarrels and our anger and our aversion about the world and the way the world is. And then of course we have our quarrels with ourselves. these emotions that plague us, you know, the anger, the various forms of aversion, uh, fear, anxiety, desire, wanting, these experiences that we hold on to. We've been talking a lot about emotions over the last few weeks, and uh, one of the things that we've talked about, of course, is that uh, the emotion itself is not really the issue. The issue is the holding on to the emotion and that emotions are going to present themselves to us in this life. Uh, as human beings, we are, uh, we are, uh, it's part of our, uh, what we've been bequeathed uh, as human beings are these various emotions. And of course, we've cultivated these emotions. We've cultivated this karma in time. So these emotions are going to are going to present themselves to us. And the issue, of course, is are we going to hold on to these emotions? The emotions will be there. The emotions in and of themselves uh, aren't the problem and don't cause suffering. It's the holding on to them. So we hold on to these emotions like anger. Uh, the holding on gives rise to the narratives and the stories. So we have narratives and stories that are informed by anger and other emotions, uh, stories about others, stories about the world, stories about ourselves and our lives. Uh, holding on to these quarrels, to these emotions, to these stories prevents us from happiness. So it's the holding on, the holding on to the anger prevents us from true happiness. In this life, we have a possibility. There's a possibility for true happiness in this life, for happiness of heart, for happiness of heart. 
we can know true happiness in this life. We have this precious time in which to know true happiness. And when the Buddha speaks about life being very precious, What he's speaking to is uh, the truth that life is uh, this experience uh, that we have of life offers us an opportunity for true happiness. So it's very, very precious and that life offers us this opportunity. It's not a guarantee, it's not a given, it depends on what we do, but there's this, this possibility uh, we can know true happiness in this life. Human birth is considered a very fortunate birth and that through our endeavor as human beings, given the human mind, we can know true happiness. This happiness of heart. So life is very precious because of the opportunity that it offers us for true happiness. And it's very precious because this time that we have is very short. This opportunity is short-lived. We don't have much time in which to do this. So these are things that we have to learn. It's very important that we understand the preciousness of life. That this life offers us this opportunity for true happiness uh, and that this time is short in which to know this happiness of heart. So, uh, as Dharma students, as Dharma students, our, our task is to see when we are holding on to these quarrels, when we're holding on to anger, when we're holding on to aversion and the various forms of aversion, when we're holding on to not wanting, when we're holding on to wanting, when we're holding on to these different emotions, when we're holding on to our stories, our narratives. So that's the first task in this effort to know true happiness is to see when we're holding on and, and then to see the drawbacks in holding on. So holding on to anger, holding on to our quarrels, holding on to the various emotions and stories is painful uh, and but it's more than it's just painful, you know. It's more than it's just painful, uh, you know. Hitting your foot against, you know, the frame of the bed when you get up in the morning is painful. Uh, there's there's things that are painful. Holding on to anger, holding on to our quarrels, holding on to the emotions is painful. But but uh, the great drawback, of course, in the holding on, is that. Uh, when we hold on, our heart is blocked. We come into this state that's known as dukkha. Uh, that word that sometimes gets translated as suffering. Uh, but the, you know, the, the translation is suffer, as suffering, as most of these words in Pali that have a very deep meaning, you know, translating it with a single word doesn't really do the job because you know, there's some suffering when I hit my foot against the bed frame. You know, or when I get up and I'm cold and I'm, you know, uh, and, uh, 
you know, that's different than uh, uh, this suffering or dukkha, this dukkha that, uh, that this state that we go into when we're holding on to anger and aversion and desire in which the heart is blocked, in which the heart is blocked. So, uh, you know, when the heart is blocked, you know, and the degree to which we hold on is the degree to which the heart is blocked. Not everybody's heart is blocked completely. You know, uh, the degree to which the heart is blocked is the degree to which we are uh, prevented from true happiness. So, holding on to uh, our anger or our quarrels prevents us from true happiness blocks us off from true happiness. So our task as Dharma students is to, is to see this and to begin to understand this. It's to understand, as we've talked a lot about lately, of uh, the truth that we don't have to hold on. We don't have to hold on. There is a possibility of letting go. And our suffering, our dukkha is up to us and our happiness is up to us. It's what we do. It's what we do. It's what we do. It's not the fault of somebody else or the world or, you know, whatever. Our happiness is up to us. We don't have to hold on. There's a possibility of letting go. A possibility of letting go. Now, our task as the Dharma student is to, is, to, is to know true happiness, is to see and to begin to understand that there is true happiness. There is true happiness. Now, this is the first thing the Buddha really wants us to begin to understand when he, when he teaches us the Dharma. The first thing he asks us to do as Dharma students is what? Practice generosity. Begin to start to see what it's like when you start to open the heart. Begin to understand the joys and the true happiness that comes when we practice skillful giving. Begin to understand your potential for true happiness. So in order to let go of what we're doing, in order to really let go of anger, to let go of our quarrels, to let go of these different emotions, to let go of these stories, in order to let go of what we're doing that's preventing us from true happiness, we have to understand that there is true happiness. We could say this is the rub, right? You know, because you're not going to let go of what you're doing that's preventing you from true happiness because it's preventing you from true happiness unless you understand that there is true happiness. But we all understand this on a certain level, and of course we want to develop our understanding. We want to develop our understanding. Every day there's a possibility for letting go. Every day there are going to be moments when you can uh, apprehend true happiness. And there's been many days and many moments in your life when you've experienced it. We all know this. You know, we all know that there's true happiness. Every, all of you know this in your heart. I mean, that understanding is in the heart. It's in the heart. 
You know, and dare I say, you know, we wouldn't be here on, on a Sunday morning if we didn't know this on some level, you know. So that understanding that's in the heart is not, the Buddha doesn't ask us to develop any understanding that we already don't have in the heart. All of the understandings that the Buddha uh, came to and asked us to apprehend are understandings that are truths that are already in your heart. You already know this. You already know that there is a true happiness in this life. But we have to nurture that understanding, right? Nurture that understanding because there's so much doubt and there's so many ways that we go into uh, uh, looking at what uh, may be uh, quite different than true happiness and thinking, well, this is the condition uh, of the way things are and the way that I am. So we have to develop uh, this capacity to see uh, true happiness. We have to learn to see the happiness that the path leads us to, this true happiness. So the more we're able to see this and, and, and develop that understanding, right? I mean, to some extent it starts with the teacher saying that. Really, it, it, you know, it, it, we wouldn't even get to the point where we're listening to a teacher if we didn't already know that. You know, we already kind of, I think, know that and uh, you know, then we're, we're looking for a teacher, we're looking for teachings that are gonna help us uh, apprehend this, this understanding that we have deep in the heart. You know, I think that, that was certainly my experience 30 some odd years ago, you know, almost 35 years ago. Uh, you know, I, 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 I could see the suffering in my life and I knew that there was some true happiness in life. Maybe I had experienced it for moments here or there or as a child. And uh, I, but I didn't know how to, how to bring that into my life and how to deepen into it, uh, how to have that in my life. So I sought out teachers and practices that would uh, lead me to this truth that's already in the heart. So the more we see and understand, the more conviction we develop. And the more conviction we develop in true happiness and our capacity for true happiness, the more resolve we have. We resolve to abandon what we're doing that's leading us away from true happiness. Our resolve becomes stronger. I resolve to abandon these quarrels with the world and with others and with myself. I resolve to abandon anger. I resolve to, it all has to start with resolve. I mean, there's a gap between resolve and the actual letting go, but without the resolve, uh, we're not gonna be able to let go. I resolve to abandon these emotions. I resolve to abandon these narratives. I resolve in turn to know true happiness. I resolve to have true happiness in my life. So, you know, really what enables us to do what the Dharma student is asked to do is mindfulness, right? Is mindfulness. This is the most direct path to unbinding, the Buddha said, to letting go, the most direct path to the realization of the truth, to the realization of true happiness. So when we're involved in a quarrel, with somebody else or ourselves uh, or the world, when we're involved in anger, when we're involved in aversion, the different emotions, the narratives, we, we see that, 
right? There's mindfulness, alertness. We see uh, that we're involved in these quarrels and these emotions and these stories. We pay attention, right? We bring mindfulness to, to uh, these times when we're holding on, you know? We, we're mindful of our holding on. Yeah. We're mindful of these times when we are uh, either inclining to holding on or holding on when we're in a state of dukkha. When we're in a state of dukkha. Now that requires a lot of stability, a lot of a lot of groundedness, a lot of centeredness, and the ability to have space. That's why we're really working so hard in this meditation so that we can be mindful of, you know, with, you know, we're talking to a lot of people about this lately, impartiality, you know, objectivity, that we can be mindful, you know, with space. We always use that term space of, all right, I'm, I'm involved in a quarrel in the head, probably with somebody else or with the world or with myself, or there's anger or there's fear or anxiety or wanting, uh, I'm in a narrative, uh, we're mindful we're mindful of that. And in this mindfulness, of course, we're paying attention just the way that I explained. And a lot of it just, you know, requires just bringing awareness. You know, we're understanding the drawbacks and that the heart is blocked. And there's some intuitive understanding that we don't have to hold on. Uh, this mindfulness, by its nature, includes this quality of remembering, remembering, right? So when we're mindful with space, we remember. You know, we can support this remembering with a certain degree of fabrication when we're mindful of when we're in uh, holding on in a quarrel or anger, we remember there is a true happiness. There is a true happiness. These quarrels, this anger, these emotions, these stories, these stories block us from it, block me from this true happiness. I have this wish to be happy. I have this potential for true happiness. In not holding on, I can know true happiness. If I can abandon this holding on, I can know true happiness. And we remember, we remember, time is short, time is short. How long do I want to keep holding on to this? My time in this life, this life that affords me this opportunity to know true happiness is short. I only have a little bit of time left. We all only have a little bit of time left in which to true, know true happiness. How do I want to spend my time? Do I want to spend it holding on to my grudges, holding on to my aversion, holding on to my desire, holding on to my stories? Or do I want to know true happiness in this time that I have? In this time that I have, do I want to know this true happiness that's available to me as a human being? So, you know, that may seem like a lot, you know, it's like, oh, I'm engaged in a quarrel. Let me get out the, you know, the, 
the, you know, the, let me stream Dubinin's talks while I'm watching. No, it's like, you know, you, but you, you develop this, it's, you develop this way of looking at things and seeing things so that when you're engaging in holding on, you remember that. There's a remembering of that. I mean, this is simplistic, but it's the same thing as the kid who remembers if I put my hand on the stove, the last time I put my hand on the stove, you know, uh, I burned it, you know? And if I don't put my hand on the stove, oh, my hand feels really good, you know? So you remember that remembering. Now, you know, again, you, you nudge your mind a little bit, you know, particularly as you're developing this ability to be mindful, you know? And you remember, oh yeah, this life offers this possibility for true happiness, and time is short, and time is short. Time is short to be happy. Do I want to keep holding on? Is this the best use of the time that I have in this life? So this is our path. It's a path uh, of right view and right resolve. Path starts with right view. The heart of right view is that there is happiness in this life. There is true happiness. There is happiness of heart. This true happiness depends on what we do. If we let go, if we don't hold on to our stories and our emotions and our desires and aversions and our anger and our quarrels, if we don't hold on, we'll know this true happiness. There is true happiness in this life. This is right view. I can know true happiness in this life. And right resolve is to know the true happiness. Right resolve is to know true happiness. So we are resolved. This resolve, as I've already said, is in the heart. The resolve to know true happiness in this life is in your heart. That quality in the heart is the quality that we refer to as metta. We all have this in the heart, this quality of metta, this wish to know true happiness. We all have this wish to be happy of heart. As Dharma students, this is what guides us. This is what guides us in our days, in the actions that we take, in the way, our deeds, in our speech, in our thinking, and the most subtle action, of course, of holding on. The way that we relate to uh, the potential for anger and desire and aversion. And what guides us is the wish to know true happiness. So our practice is to develop understanding. There is true happiness. And our practice is to be true to the heart, to be true to what's in our hearts, to be true to what's already in the heart the wish to have true happiness, the wish to be happy of heart. So let's just close our eyes just for a second. So may we all know true happiness in this life. May all beings be happy. May all beings know true happiness. May all beings know happiness of heart. 